ಅಥತ್ರಿಸಪ್ತಿತಮಸರ್ಗ ಶ್ರುವಾ ಚ ಸಿತುರ್ವೃತ್ತಂ ಭ್ರಾತರೌ ಚಿವಾಸಿತೌ ಭರತೋ ದುಃಖ ಸಂತಪ್ತ ಇದಂ ವಚನಮ್ರವೀತ್ ಕಿಂನು ಕಾರ್ಯಂ ಹತಸ್ಯೇಹ ಮಮ ರಾಜ್ಯೇನ ಶೋಚತ ವಿಹೀನ ಸ್ಯಾಥ ಪಿತ್ರ ಭ್ರಾತ್ರ ಪಿತೃಸಮೇನ ದುಃಖೇ ಮೇ ದುಃಖಮಕರೋರ್ವ್ರಣೇ ಕ್ಷಾರಮಿವಾದ ಪ್ರೇತ ಭಾವಸ್ಥಂ ಕೃತ್ವಾಂಚತಾಪಸಂ ಕುಲಸ್ಯತ್ವಮಾವಾಯ ಕಾಲರಾತ್ರಿವಾಗತ ಅಂಗಾರಮುಪಗೂಹ್ಯ ಸ್ವಿತಾಮೇನಾವಬುಧವಾನ್ ಮೃತ್ಯುಮಾಪಾದಿತೋ ರಾಜಾ ಮೇ ಪಾಪದರ್ಶಿನಿ ಸುಖಂ ಪರಿಹೃತ ಮೋಹಾತ್ ಕುಲೇಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಕುಲಪಾಂಸನೀ ತ್ವಾಪ್ಯ ಪಿತಾ ಸತ್ಯಸಂಧೋ ಮಹಾಯಶಾ ತೀವ್ರ ದುಃಖಾಭಿಸಂತಪ್ತೋ ವೃತ್ತೋ ದಶರಥೋ ನೃಪ ವಿನಾಶಿತೋ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಪಿತಾ ಮೇ ಧರ್ಮವತ್ಸಲ ಕಸ್ಮತ್ ಪ್ರವ್ರಾಜಿತೋ ರಾಮ ಕಸ್ಮೇವನಂಗತ ಕೌಸಲ್ಯಾಚಸುತ್ರಶೋಕಾಭಿಪೀಡಿತೆ ದುಷ್ಕರಂ ಯದಿ ಜೀವೇತಾಪ್ಯಜ್ಜನೀಂ ಮಮ ನನ್ವಾರ್ಯೋಪಿ ಚರ್ಮಾತ್ಮಿ ವೃತ್ತಿಮನುತ್ತಮ ವರ್ತತೆ ಗುರುವೃತ್ತಿಜ್ಞೋ ಯಥಾತರಿವರ್ತತೆ ತೇಷ್ಠಾ ಹಿ ಮೇ ಮಾತಾ ಕೌಸಲ್ಯಾದೀರ್ಘದರ್ಶಿನೀ ಸ್ವೈ ಧರ್ಮ ಸಮಾಸ್ಥಾಯ ಭಗಿನ್ಯಾವರ್ತತೆ ತುತ್ರ ಮಹಾತ್ಮಾರಂ ಚೀರವಲ್ಕಲವಾಸಂ ಪ್ರಸ್ಥಾಪ್ಯ ವನವಾಸಾಯ ಕಥಂ ಪಾಪೇನ ಶೋಚಸೆ ಅಪಾಪದರ್ಶಿನ ಶೂರಂ ಕೃತಾತ್ಮಾನಂ ಯಶಸ್ವಿನ ಪ್ರವ್ರಾಜ್ಯಚೀರವಸನ ಕೆನ್ನು ಪಶ್ಯಸಿ ಕಾರಣ ಲುಬ್ಧಾಯಿತೋ ಮನ್ಯೇ ನೇಹಂ ರಾಘವಂ ಯಥಾಹ್ಯನರ್ಥೋ ರಾಜ್ಯಾಥಯೀತೋ ಮಹಾನಯ ಅಹಂ ನಿಪುರುಷವ್ಯಾಘ್ರಾವಪಶ್ಯನ್ ರಾಮ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣೌ ಕೇನ ಶಕ್ತಿ ಪ್ರಭಾವೇನ ರಾಜ್ಯಂ ರಕ್ಷಿತುಮುತ್ಸಹೇ ತಂ ಹಿ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಮಹಾರಾಜೋ ಬಲವಂತ ಮಹೌಜಸಂ ಉಪಾಶ್ರಿತೋ ಭೂರ್ಮಾತ್ಮೇರುರ್ಮೇರುವನಂಗ್ಯಥ ಸೋಹಂ ಕಥಮಿಮಂ ಭಾರಂ ಮಹಾಧುರ್ಯ ಸಮುದ್ಯತ ದಮ್ಯೋಧುರಮಿವಾಸಾಧ್ಯ ಸಹೇಯಂ ಕೇನ ಚೌಜಸ ಅಥವಾ ಮೇ ಭವೇಚ್ಛಕ್ತಿರ್ಯೋಗೈರ್ಬುಧಿಬಲೇನ ಸಕಾಮಾನ್ನ ಕರಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ತ್ವಾಮಹಂ ಪುತ್ರಗರ್ಧಿನೀ ನ ಮೇ ವಿಕಾಂಕ್ಷಾ ಜಾತ್ಯಕ್ತು ತ್ವಾಂ ಪಾಪ ನಿಶ್ಚಯಿ ರಾಮಸ್ಯನಾವೇಕ್ಷಾತ್ವಯಸ್ಯಾನ್ಮಾತೃವತ್ಸದಾ ಉತ್ಪನ್ನಾತು ಕಥಂ ಬುಧ್ಯಸ್ತವೇಯಂ ಪಾಪದರ್ಶಿನೀ ಸಾಧು ಚಾರಿತ್ರ ವಿಭ್ರಷ್ಟೇ ಪೂರ್ವೇಶಾನ್ನೋ ವಿಗರ್ಹಿತ ಅಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಕುಲೇಹಿ ಸರ್ವೇಷಾಂಜ್ಯೇಷ್ಠೋ ರಾಜ್ಯೇಭಿಷಿಚ್ಯತೆ ಅಪರೇ ಭ್ರಾತರಸ್ತಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಪ್ರವರ್ತಂತೆ ಸಮಾಹಿತ ನಹಿ ಮನ್ಯೇನೃಶಂಸೇತ್ವಂ ರಾಜಧರ್ಮಮವೇಕ್ಷಸೆ ಗತಿಂ ವಾನಿಜಾಸಿ ರಾಜವೃತ್ತಸ್ಯಶಾಶ್ವತೀ ಸತತಂ ರಾಜಪುತ್ರೇಷು ಜ್ಯೇಷ್ಠೋ ರಾಜಿಷಿಚ್ಯತೆ ರಾಜ್ಞಾತ್ಸಮಂತಸ್ಯಾಧಿಕ್ಷ್ವಾಕೂಣಾಂ ವಿಶೇಷತಃ ತೇಷಾಂ ಧರ್ಮೈಕರ
ಸಮಾಪಿಸುಮಹಾಭಾಗೇಜನೇಂದ್ರಕುಲಪೂರ್ವಕೆ ಬುದ್ಧಿಮೋಹ ಕಥಮ ಸಂಭೂತಸ್ತ್ರೈಗರಿಹಿತ ನು ಕಾಮಂ ಕರಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ತವಾಹಂ ಪಾಪ ನಿಶ್ಚಯೇಯವ್ಯಸನಮಾರಬ್ಧಂ ಜೀವಿತಾಂತಕರಂ ಮಮ ಏಷತ್ವಿದೀಮೇವಾಹಮ್ರಿಯಾಥ ತವಾನಘಂ ನಿವರ್ತಯಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ವನಾಧ್ರಾತರ ಸ್ವಜನ ಪ್ರಿಯ ನಿವರ್ತಯಿತ್ವಾಂಚತಸ್ಯಾಹಂ ದೀಪ್ತ ತೇಜಸ ದಾಸಭೂತೋ ಭವಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ಸುಸ್ಥಿತೇನಾಂತರಾತ್ಮನಾಮರತೋ ಮಹಾತ್ಮ ಪ್ರಿಯೇತರೈರ್ವಾಕ್ಯಗಣೈಸ್ತುದಂಸ್ತಾಂಶೋಕಾರ್ಜಿತಶ್ಚಾಪಿನಾದಭೂಯಸ
following as she does the principles of right conduct. Having sent her high-souled son, clad in tatters and the bark of trees, into exile in a forest, wherefore do you not grieve, O sinful woman? Having sent into exile, clad in the bark of trees, the illustrious hero who never detected others' sin and had mastered his self, what gain on earth do you expect? To you who are full of greed for power and pelf, I am not known, I believe, in my reality as to how devoted I am to Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu. That is why this great tragedy has been enacted by you for the sake of sovereignty. Failing to perceive the two tigers among men, Sri Rama and Lakshmana, by virtue of what strength can I venture to protect the kingdom of Ayodhya? Even the emperor, whose mind was given to piety, ever depended on the might of the powerful Sri Rama, who is possessed of extraordinary strength, just as Mount Meru depends for its protection against inroads on the forest grown on it. How and with what stamina shall I, whose only strength is Sri Rama, sustain this burden of kingship any more than a calf would stand, the strain of getting a load, borne with ease by a giant bull? Or, even if such capacity could be brought out in me through contrivances or through intellectual calibre, I shall never allow you to attain your desired end, you who covet sovereignty for your son, that is myself. No disinclination would be felt by me, even in deserting you, a woman of sinful resolve, if Sri Rama did not regard you as a mother at all times. How did this idea of securing the kingdom for a younger brother, in supersession of the eldest, an idea which contemplates evil in relation to others and which has been severely condemned by our forebears, enter your mind at all, O woman fallen from virtuous conduct? Indeed, in our house, the eldest of all brothers is installed on the throne. The other brothers devoutly obey him. I believe you do not at all respect the moral code prescribed for kings, nor do you know the eternal way of life of kings, O cruel woman. Among the sons of a king, the eldest alone is invariably crowned king. This is a common practice among all kings, and it is particularly true of the Ikshvakus. The self-esteem, born of loftiness of character, cherished by the aforesaid kings, who were protected by their righteousness alone, and who shone by virtue of a mode of life befitting their race, has disappeared today on coming to be associated with you. How has this perversity of reason, contemptible for you, appeared in you too, O exceptionally blessed lady, born of a royal lineage. I will not in any case accomplish your desired object, O woman of sinful resolve, since a calamity which may eventually prove fatal to me has been set on foot by you. In order to give offence to you, I shall, however, forthwith cause to return from the forest my sinless elder brother Sri Rama, the beloved of his people. Having caused Sri Rama to return from the forest, I shall settle down in life with a composed mind, turning a servant of the aforesaid prince of effulgent glory. Having spoken as aforesaid to his mother, pricking her once more with volleys of piercing words, the high-souled Bharata, even though tormented with grief, 
roared like a lion ensconced in a cave of mount mandara thus ends canto 73 in the ayodhya kanda of the glorious ramayana of valmiki the work of a rishi and the oldest epic